For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. guys and welcome back to another episode of manifest with tori d simone i'm your host tori d simone and i am so excited for today's episode um, i posted a little bit about this topic on my instagram a couple of days ago and i got so many amazing messages in return and so many requests to talk about it on the podcast which is exactly what i'm doing today and what i'm doing right now Um, this also, this video or this episode, I should say is also on video and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to do video today because I literally got my hair done yesterday. Um, I went a little bit darker for the fall. If you guys are watching on YouTube, um, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, I put this back on the podcast, YouTube, I put one video on my main channel and I just feel like people didn't want it on my main channel. So I put it back on my podcast channel. Um, So that's youtube.com slash manifest with Tori Simone. And if you guys want to watch the video, that's where it is, um, the full video. But if you guys also follow my Instagram, which is at Tori Sterling underscore, then you guys would have saw I went a little bit darker for the fall and I'm like living for it. I love it. Um, It's like everything that I wanted and it's like perfect. So I'm really, really happy with that. And Vin gave me a sickening blowout. So I can't let it go to waste. I'm going for a run this afternoon and I know that that's probably going to ruin my blowout, but you know what? At least the the podcast saw it before a run ruined it. Um, Two reasons that we know fall is here and summer is over. Reason number one, I used self tanner last night and I actually only used it on my face and I have not used face self tanner in so long that now that I have used it, it's officially the end of summer, which is sad. Um, But we also know that it's the end of summer because my hair is darker and fall is upon us. Oh, today's also September 22nd. Is today the fall? What is the first day of fall 2022? First day of fall. Today. Happy fall, everyone. It's officially fall. It's officially fall. You cannot stop me now with getting pumpkin cold brew. You just can't. It's officially fall. What am I supposed to do? All right, guys. So today we're talking about um, how I have done 30 days of no alcohol and what it's been like, why I chose to do 30 days of no alcohol, if I will continue to do it, and everything in between. Like if this is something that you guys are curious about, maybe this episode will sway you one way or another. Maybe you yourself are just curious about 
what it is. Like I didn't want to say throughout this whole episode, like sober or sober curious because I don't know. I like don't necessarily know if this makes me like a sober person. Um, but I just never really wanted to say it throughout. So I always refer to it as like not drinking. Um, but yeah, if you guys have been interested in the topic or the discussion, um, then I'm happy to be a part of it. So, um, yeah, let's just get right into 30 days of no alcohol and what that has been like for me. So, um, I've always been very curious of not drinking. Like I never really got drunk or even drank until I was like 21. I've always been like a big rule follower. I hate breaking rules. So underage drinking was something that I never really did. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I would have like a four logo when I was in high school or senior week. Oh my God, I faked drinking all of senior week. Like, um, and senior week, if you don't know what it is, because I actually learned that not everyone does senior week. I thought everyone does it. Senior week, at least where I'm from, Um, When you graduate, you and all your friends and pretty much your whole graduating class, everyone rents a beach house um, at the Jersey Shore. We actually went to Maryland. We went to Ocean City, Maryland for our senior week and you rent a beach house and there's no parents and you just go crazy and like everyone drinks and like it's just like it's a mess. Um, But I like fake drinking the entire senior week. I literally had um, a fake ID at the time and I bought... Um, like a little tiny bottle of Malibu, coconut flavored Malibu. And then I bought peach iced tea and I would just only use the peach iced tea and not never the Malibu. And I would just dump out the Malibu in the sink so that if people like came to grab my bottle, they would like think that I was drinking. Um, But I would just drink the peach iced tea and I'd give it to people. I'm like, isn't this so good? And they'd be like, it doesn't even taste like there's alcohol in it. I'm like, well, there is, but there wasn't. So what I'm getting at is like, I just never really liked to drink. And even in college, like I remember when I got into a sorority, they give you like all the rules of being in a sorority and like underage drinking and how like if you're going to do it, like not even if you're going to do it, it was like, this is how you do it. And like this is where you get the alcohol. This is what you do when you drink too much, like stuff like that. And I, I don't know, like maybe I'm just like such a rule follow at heart, but I always was like, it's just weird to me that like, we're told like how to underage drink and like, this is what we do when we underage drink. Like, I don't know. It was just weird to me. And I never really liked the taste of it. Like when I would go to my parents' house when I was underage and I would have like a glass of wine with dinner, but then my dad was always like, you're going to sleep here if you're going to drink, like whatever. So I was just never really about it. And then even on my 21st birthday, like I remember my mom was like, take a shot. I'm like, no, I'm not going to take a shot. Like I just, I was never a big drinker. Um, and I don't think I've ever been like drunk. Like I've definitely been tipsy a time or two, but I've never been like drunk. I don't think I really don't. Um, and if I have, it's been like by accident, you know, but I can't even like remember a time where I'm like, oh yeah, I was like hammered. Like I just, that's just not me. So I've just never really been super about drinking. So I've always been curious about like just stopping it all together because it's like, it's not something I necessarily enjoy. I don't look forward to it. I don't love the taste of it. And when I do like the taste of certain things, like it's typically not the alcohol that I like the taste of, like a spicy margarita, for example, it's a spice and like all the juices and the fixings that go into a margarita rather than the tequila. Otherwise I would just drink the tequila. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's never really been about the alcohol, but more like the mixings of it. Wine was the exception. I did like wine and I'll get into it in a little bit, but it just made me so anxious. I'll get into that in a little bit though. So I've never really just been like super about it. And whenever I would drink, it would really just be because of like the social situations. It's like this social thing to do. Like, oh, let's meet up and go get drinks. Or if you're going to dinner, you want to get like a fun drink, like a martini or a spicy margarita or just like something fun. Or if it's like a Sunday football, like we're going to have beer. You're going to a tailgate. Like I want to have a beer with me. Or it's like brunch. Let's go get bottomless mimosas. Or I've had like a long day, so I need a glass of wine. Or it's like, let's just all go out to the bar together tonight. Let's go have happy hour to celebrate. Like there are so many things in life that we do where 
drinking is just the centerpiece of it all. And as you get older, it's really just like the thing to do. Like, oh, let's let's all just go get dinner and at the dinner we're going to have drinks. But like before, come over to my house and like we'll have a drink before. And then you can come over after for a nightcap. Like there's just so much of our social life that is centered around drinking. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but the reason that I would drink was because it was the centerpiece of so many social situations. Not because I wanted to, but because it was just like the thing that the thing that you did. You know what I mean? So I started to realize that I was really only drinking when I was with others because I felt the peer pressure of it. And that's like, you know, sad to say, but it's true. And it's not like my friends were like peer pressuring me by any means. It was really just the situations itself had alcohol centered around them. And everyone knew that like if you wanted to get blackout drunk and have a good time, like I just simply was not the friend to call. Like you literally call anyone else except me. But like the atmosphere of going to get lunch or dinner or happy hour or girls night was what made me want to get a drink. It was just what you did, you know? I also began to realize that even on the days that like I did crave the taste of alcoholic wine, for example, it just made me like so anxious. Like the idea of a wine tasting is so fun to me, but the aftermath of a wine tasting is not fun for me. Like I loved Pinot Grigio. I loved Sauvignon Blanc. And I would just notice that every time I drank wine, I would get like a really fun buzz for like a couple of minutes, but then I would get so tired. Like I'm talking like yawning at the table. Like I want to go to sleep right here, right now. And I would wake up hours later, or even like if it was the middle of the day, like later in that day, but typically I drink at night when I would go to bed, I would wake up like two or three hours later with horrible anxiety. Like my stomach was just a pit of nerves and anxiety and it was really only with wine. So I really started to kind of just realize like wine does not mesh with me super well. And that was sad because I really did like the taste of wine, but it happened every single time that I drank, which also brings me to the point of every time I drink period, I just get so tired Like I would see people around me get like charged up and have a lot of energy and get like more rambunctious and more like loud as they drank. And I'm the opposite. I'm literally like yawning. I'm like exhausted. So then whenever I would like go out to bars, I would end up not even drinking at all because if I had a drink, I'd just want to go to bed and I would be way more not fun and just like be tired and yawning literally the whole time. So I would never drink because it made me more tired. And even drinking at bars, like when it's crowded, like the situation itself made me very, very anxious and alcohol only made that worse. Like I just don't really do well in crowded places being the slightest bit like out of control. So I would always opt for like a club soda or a diet Coke every single time. And if I did even get like a white claw, it would just be so that people like wouldn't ask me why I'm not drinking or why or like if I want to drink or anything, like I just have a white claw in my hand that I would like maybe sip on, but I would never like drink to get like drunk if I was like out at a bar situation. Just wasn't my thing. No shade if it is your thing. Like that's the other thing. I never, I don't want this episode to come across judgmental or me thinking that I'm like better than someone else because I'm not drinking. Like this is totally a personal experience. If you love drinking and you have fun while you do it and you don't think you have like any sort of problem while you drink, have at it. This is not to shame you, to be judgmental of you. This is really for the people that are curious and maybe also don't drink and want to hear the conversation from someone else. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine. And that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge 
products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What I'm getting at with all of this is that I didn't love drinking, nor was I like ever a big drinker. So with that in mind, I was always just very curious of not drinking and the lifestyle of it. Like um, I know some people that did not drink and I always really admired them. And I was always like, I want to do that one day. I want to be someone that doesn't drink. So I've always been really curious of it. And I always knew that like I could quit, but I just never really like officially quit drinking until I listened to this episode of um, a podcast that Andrew Huberman released. And he released a podcast about the effects of alcohol to your brain and body. And I was shocked to say the least. I was shocked, honey. Shocked. Um, This episode came out 30 days ago because I, oh, I forgot to say that as of this episode on Saturday. So when I'm recording this, I'm 28 days of no drinking. 
Saturday, I will be 30 days of no drinking. And when you guys are listening to this, I'll be 32 days of no drinking. So I officially made it the 30-day mark on Saturday, the 24th of September. So it came out, like I I think it was August 24th because I was like, that's the last day. And I remember, like I listened to the episode, I was like, I'm not drinking. And then immediately after that, I went to a happy hour and got a virgin pina colada. So it was like, I could have drank and that could have been the last time, but I was like, no, like I just listened to the effects of alcohol. Like why would I drink alcohol? So it was a very eye-opening episode for me and I was shocked when I listened to that episode. So if you guys want to listen to it, I will have it linked down below. It's Huberman Labs and it recently came out. It's like four episodes back probably and it's just such a great episode. And whenever I tell people like, oh, I listened to this episode about the effects of alcohol, the response I always get is like, oh yeah, like I know alcohol is so bad for me. And it's like, we all know that, you know, like we all know alcohol is so bad for us, but I was shocked to find out just how bad it was for us. And it's also like, I'm not coming here saying I'm the pinnacle of health because like literally believe me, I'm not. My side table right here that I just had to clean off had gummy bears on it and gummy bears have food coloring and aren't aren't like those food colorings like literally linked to cancer. Like I'm not the pinnacle of health. I eat processed foods. I eat junk food all the time. I literally Chick-fil-A last night. Like I'm not the pinnacle of health and I know that. And I'm not coming at this purely from a health standpoint. Otherwise I would have stopped a lot of things that I do in my life. It's really not because of the health. It's really because of the reasons that I said earlier. I've just never really been a big drinker. It's something that I know I don't need. And I've always been curious about it, but this podcast was really like the nail on the coffin for me of like, why am I drinking? Like, let's just stop it all together. And there's one point really that I'll talk about in a minute that was like, okay, I just need to cut it out for good. Um, But like back to what I was saying, like we all knew alcohol was not good for us. It's literally no secret. We know it's bad for us and I'm not the pinnacle of health, but it really did take me by storm and by surprise of just how bad alcohol is for us. The most shocking thing was what drinking did to me when I was not drinking. And I'll get into that. First and foremost, before I begin saying the layman's terms of what Andrew Huberman so beautifully said, go listen to the episode. He comes at it from a very non-judgmental, not biased stance, and it's purely based in science. There's no judgment behind it. He's not telling you to drink, not to drink. And he also breaks it down in very digestible terms. And he really puts it out in a lot of scenarios. Also going into the episode, I didn't think it would really pertain to me because I didn't drink a lot. Like I would drink like on average, like maybe four to six drinks a week, meaning like two drinks on a Friday, two drinks on a Saturday, maybe one drink on a Sunday or like three drinks on a Friday throughout the day one drink a Wednesday night at dinner and like two drinks on a Saturday. Like I was not drinking every single day. And when I was drinking, like I was not having a lot of drinks. So I was like, "Mm, this episode probably won't really talk to me, but I'm surprised at how much the episode talked to me with how little I drank. Like he would give scenarios about people like me that were like light to moderate drinkers. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe like these effects actually happened to me, a light to moderate drinker. Nonetheless, if you are curious, it's a great episode. If you feel like you're not ready to listen to it, don't listen to it. Um, I sent it to my mom because my mom is always like, I don't want to drink, blah, blah, blah. So I sent it to her and she's like, I can't listen to it yet. So look, listen when you're ready. It definitely is an episode that, you know, it's like the inevitable truth that we all know, but sometimes we just don't want to face. Let me put it this way. The episode is one hard pill to swallow. So if you're not ready for the pill, don't take it. And that's fine. You know, when you are though, It'll be there for you. There's no pressure to listen to it though. And I'm sure for some people, this episode is going to be that for them too. Like if, if you're not ready for the conversation, you don't have to force it on yourself, you know, come to it when you're ready and that's good. Anyway, here are my takeaways. So, um, like I said, I fell in the category of the moderate drinks, which was like four to six drinks a week, whether that's like one drink, six nights a week, one drink every night, or other be like two on a Friday, two on a Saturday, one on a Sunday, one on a Wednesday, like whatever, a glass of wine when you cook dinner, like stuff like that, like a very moderate drinker. I thought I'd be excluded, but I was definitely not excluded. He explained the science so much better than I ever will. So again, like, please listen to him. But I found it interesting. The reason that I was tired when I drank 
was because alcohol is literally poison to our bodies and our body is using a lot of energy to convert the alcohol into something that the alcohol can handle or sorry to convert the alcohol into something that the body can handle. And spoiler, the body can't handle it. It's literally turned to a poison in our body and then our livers digest it. And our bodies just simply don't handle alcohol well. And that's what makes us so tired. Like the the toxins that are released from alcohol is what makes us tired. So that that buzz that we feel when we feel good for like those couple of minutes, that's our body converting it. There's like three stages and I forget the names of the stages, so I'm not even going to try. The conversion is that second stage where we tend to like feel good. And then that third stage is the tiredness and that's literal poison being released into our body. Um, and that is detoxified by our liver. And that was scary because like knowing that you feel tired, but not really knowing why I felt tired from alcohol and then learning that it's literal poison of why I feel that way was eye-opening one that I did not love. And then he also later went on to explain why some people get tired when they drink alcohol and why others feel more charged up and more energized when they drink alcohol. And it was just interesting to learn about the predisposition to alcoholism versus those that are less likely to be affected by alcoholism. It was just an interesting takeaway. And I don't want to get too deep into that because he explains it again, much better than I ever could, but it was just very interesting. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to put a pin in that move on. I don't want to get too deep into that. Something else that I found interesting is that when I drink, I get so bloated the next day. And I'm talking like, even if it's three sips, like half a drink of an alcohol, alcoholic beverage, I am so bloated the next day. No matter what, no matter how little, how much I drink, it's just beyond. And Andrew went into saying that it's because drinking causes leaky gut and how it just like severely messes with your gut health. And again, I will let him better explain it, but it it's like a direct passage to leaky gut. So if you're someone that's doing a lot to fix your gut, but you're still drinking, I would look into drinking as what could be one of your biggest problems and see if it's something that maybe you'd want to try 30 days of no alcohol to see if it would like help fix your gut. But however, by far the craziest thing that stuck with me was the effect of alcohol when I was not drinking. So drinking the small to moderate amount that I drank, Andrew Huberman said that my base level of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, when I was not drinking was higher than when I was drinking due to alcohol. What this means This means that when I am not drinking, I feel more anxious and stressed than when I am drinking. So when I drink, I actually feel better. And that I hated. And I can also attest to that, that that is true. And that was something that I did not like. I really do feel that like when I drink, I feel a lot less stressed out. And when I'm not drinking, naturally, I just feel more stressed and more anxious. But I never tied the two together. And once he said that, I was like, oh my God, like that is going to make a lot of sense. So the ways to combat that, number one, to drink more or number two, to not drink. So I chose to not drink. I didn't like the idea of being dependent on something to feel less stressed out. That really freaks me out. And that's like something that like, I just don't even want to touch with a 10 foot pole. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to drink. And you know, what was interesting was in the episode, he said, if you choose to stop drinking and you're someone that has like a higher baseline cortisol due to your light to moderate drinking, you're going to feel the effects of not drinking when you stop drinking, meaning you're going to be more stressed and more anxious in the beginning for the first couple of weeks. You might feel more on edge. You might not sleep as well. And what was so crazy was all of that was true. I felt so much more stressed the first two to three weeks that I was not drinking. And that was really crazy. Um, And, you know, if anything, some might think like, well, maybe that will make you want to have a glass of wine to like kind of just relieve that stress a little bit. It made me want to do the opposite because I didn't want to start all over again by feeling more stressed by, for lack of a better term, detoxing the alcohol out of my body. Um, It was just like, so crazy to 
really see the effects of that. I'm going to come back to that. But one other thing that I realized while he was talking about the effects of alcohol was that it started to sound more like a drug the way that he was talking about alcohol and the way that he would say, like, when you drink, these are the side effects. Like you slow your speech, you get tired, you feel awful the next day, hangover, you speak loudly, you can get sick and throw up from alcohol poisoning. Like all the things that we know that are you being drunk that we just have all completely normalized. It just doesn't sound fun, obviously. And it's so crazy that we just accept this about being drunk and we all just like take it at face value. Like it just sounded like a drug with horrible side effects rather than a thing that is so socially widely accepted. So while I was like listening to the episode, I wrote this down and I'll share it with you guys. Because it sounded like a drug, which is why I said drug. Why would I willingly take a drug that makes me tired, not able to talk, is rat poison to my body, ruins my gut, gives me leaky gut, leads to neurobrain dysfunction, raises my cortisol when I'm not drinking, and ruins my sleep. If a doctor was like, here, have this, have this pill, you will feel better for a couple of minutes, but at the end of it, like you won't be able to talk well. You're going to be really tired. It's not good for your body. It's going to ruin your gut. It will lead to brain dysfunction, neurobrain dysfunction. When you're not on this pill, it's going to raise your cortisol and you won't sleep well. But here, take it. Like I would not go anywhere near that pill, that substance, but that's alcohol. And that's what it does. And like, that's why I was so like, you know, this is crazy that it's so widely accepted in the centerpiece of so many social events when like, this is the reality of what it does to you. And again, like, I don't want to be come across judgmental or like this hierarchy, but when it was rooted in science and rooted in facts, it really was just eye-opening. And it's like, this is crazy. Like, why would I do this? You know what I mean? So I was more than convinced to not drink after this episode. And I decided to go 30 days of no alcohol to start. And back to what I was saying, like he did mention that if you quit drinking and you have a baseline of higher cortisol due to the moderate drinking, that you may be more anxious and stressed for the first few weeks. And like, that was really the truth. I was absolutely more on edge and more stressed and more anxious for the first two to three weeks of my 30 days of not drinking. And you know what? Like, I don't want to say it's because I wasn't drinking alcohol. Like it naturally just has been like a, a more stressful time for me than, than it has been in like times past. But I will say that I have just noticed, like I've just been a little bit more on edge. Um, it also just like, you know, depends on like what's going on day to day, but I will say this and you can take this for what you want. I used to wake up every single day with morning anxiety for the first like three to five minutes of the day. Like when my alarm clock would go off, I'd have a pit in my stomach. I was anxious and that would just last for the first couple of minutes. And I just thought that was part of waking up. And that continued even after I stopped drinking, but within the last week. So once I hit like the three week mark, that side effect just completely went away. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now being 30 days out, I can kind of look back on the first couple of weeks of this and really, you know, hindsight's everything, right? 2020s. What's the saying? In 2020? No. In retrospect. Hindsight's 2020. That's what I'm trying to say. In retrospect, um, I can look at it and be like, you know, maybe it was because I stopped drinking alcohol. And that's why I was feeling more on edge, very easily um, set off by anything. Like the smallest things would just like make me cry. Like it was like a constant PMS for like two to three weeks. I mean, also like my menstrual cycle and all that sort of stuff had stuff to do with it as well. 
But um, it's, it's interesting to look back when he said like this might happen and I do feel like it did happen. So that is something to know. Like you might be a little bit on edge for the first couple of weeks if you do stop drinking, if you moderately drink because your baseline cortisol is bound to be higher. So I ultimately wanted to not drink because I really wanted to lower my baseline cortisol. I don't want extra stress and extra anxiety if I don't need it. And the fact that it's caused by drinking, like I'm good. Like I will cut that out. So it's just been very interesting and I do notice a difference and that's really cool. Um, I also said 30 days of no alcohol instead of just quitting alcohol forever for two reasons. Number one, I don't know if I'm going to quit alcohol forever. Like I really don't. Like I imagine like on my wedding day, for example, I'll want a glass of champagne. But then I also wonder like, will I? Because one, I'll be bloated from that. Two, I wouldn't have had drank regularly. So I'm going to be so tired after I have a glass of champagne. Like I'm literally going to want to go to bed. It's my wedding night. Like I'm not going to want to be tired at my wedding. Not that I'm getting married anytime soon. This is like an extreme situation, but it's something that I've thought about. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'll be bloated. I'll be tired. I won't sleep well and I'll be anxious my whole honeymoon because I just raised my baseline cortisol. So anyway, who knows if I'm going to quit forever, but I just don't want to make that statement. Like I'm quitting alcohol forever because like literally who knows if I am. But number two, the reason why I'm saying that I did 30 days of no alcohol is because people don't understand and they don't necessarily accept like why someone isn't drinking. So sometimes it's just easier to say to others like, oh, I'm not drinking for 30 days rather than I don't drink or like a simple like, no, thank you. Which like, let's talk about this. It is so annoying when we say that we don't want to drink, people look at us like we're committing a crime. They look at us like we have 10 heads. They look at us like we are literally crazy people. And maybe that's just because I'm still a little insecure with saying like, oh, I'm not drinking. So I don't have like great conviction when I say it. Like I know some people that don't drink that say like, oh no, thanks. I don't drink. And no one says a thing about it. But because me, like I used to have drinks with my friends. Like now if I'm like, oh no, thanks. Like I don't want it. Now maybe it's like, well, why? You know? And I get that. So I'm trying to be compassionate about that. But it's bizarre. Like the fact that we have to like have a drink in social situations is just like so crazy. And honestly, it's just like, why do you care? Like, why is the reaction like always like why? Or, oh, come on, just have a drink. Like, honestly, why do you care? If you need someone else to drink with you to make yourself feel better about drinking, then like maybe don't drink. Or if you want someone to get drunk with, then like call another friend because it's just simply not going to be me. Like, I'm just not that friend. Like, it's not the end of the world if I'm not drinking. And if anything, like more for you. You know what I mean? Plus, now you have a DD, which is ultimately better. Like you don't have to pay for an Uber. You have a friend that's going to be sober. Like that rocks. So yeah, I just don't know why it's always such a big deal when you say like, Oh, I'm not drinking. I, I think really do like, maybe I just need to have more conviction when I say it and be more confident when I say it, because I'm still a little bit insecure about it. If I'm being like totally honest, it's been weird. And like the insecurity of not having drinks while other people are drinking has been there. Um, but you know, my friends have never really made me feel weird about it. My parents don't, like no one makes me feel weird about it. So anyway, let's get into it. How I stay social without drinking. Let's talk about it. So I love going out to dinners and unwinding at the end of the day. I just now have adjusted to doing it like without alcohol. When I go out, I order a mocktail and I like to like really fancy it up and like I'll get it in a fancy cup. Like Dorit from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's like Belvedere, club soda, short cup, three lemons, carcasses out. Like you can be as bougie as you want when you order a drink, even if it's a mocktail. Like you can ask for it in a margarita glass. You can ask for like a sugar rim. You could ask for an iced tea in a wine glass. Like it doesn't have to be in like a plastic Pepsi cup just because you're not getting alcohol. Like if you want your drink in a nice glass when you're out to a restaurant, like ask for it, you know, like you can get whatever you want at a restaurant. That's the whole fun of a restaurant is like you're wined and dined. Do you know what I mean? And it's been funny because every time that I order a mocktail at a restaurant where everyone else is drinking, whenever they try my drink, they all love it. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's like really good. Like I was out at um, this place in Wildwood and I was with my mom, my dad, and my boyfriend, and we went golfing, and then we went to go get like drinks and lunch afterwards, and this was in my 30 days of no alk, which by the way, I'm still doing, like I'm going to get into it, but I'm continuing that. 
Um, but I ordered a virgin um, orange crush, which is metalled oranges, orange juice, and Sprite. You could also get it with club soda. And it's just no like orange vodka and triple sec. And it's so good. And my dad tried it and he was like, that was, that's like so good and so refreshing. And then he drank his IPA. He goes, I really want what you're having. Like people like mocktails and it's because they're good drinks. Like people like the juice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're good drinks. Um, So I really do like virgin orange crushes. I think that they're really good. Every time I try to order a virgin margarita, I get really weird looks, but like I know it can be done because I make virgin margaritas at my house all the time. I mean, it's just a lot of like juices and stuff, but it's like good. You know what I mean? Just skip the tequila. Um, The other night I also went out to a taco and tequila bar with my friends and it was so good. I got virgin margaritas all night and I had a really good time and um, my boyfriend tried the drink. He's like, it's really good. I'm like, I know. Like, I know, like, mocktails are really, really, really delicious. Most restaurants that, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, that have, like, a drink menu will have, like, a section of mocktails, and you can always order something from that, but if they don't ever sound good, you can also just ask um, the waitress or the waiter or the bartender if you're, like, at the bar directly. You can always just ask them to whip up, like, a mocktail, And a lot of times they will think of something good. Um, I wouldn't order a mocktail at like a night bar, meaning like if I'm like going out with friends, I wouldn't be like, can you make me a mocktail? Like I would just get like a Diet Coke or a club soda or something like that. But like if it's like the vibe and you, you know what I mean by this, like if it's a vibe and you can like ask the bartender for a mocktail, like do it and they'll normally whip you up something good. Um, I also really appreciate it when people have stuff to make mocktails. Like I've never been to like, in these 30 days, I've never been to like, um, I don't know why influencer event is coming to mind because I literally haven't been to an influencer event in like five years. But if I was going like, for example, to an influencer event, uh, hell is probably frozen over. But if I did go to one like, and they offered drinks, like offering a mocktail. Oh my God, my mic literally keeps like falling on me. Hang on, let me fix this really quick. Having a mocktail to order at events where you're also serving alcohol, I think is really awesome. And like the brands and the people and the restaurants that do it. And like even people like if they have stuff to make mocktails at home, like ah, there's a special place for you in heaven. Mm, The best. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the mocktails. It's not weird to order them. And I I just want to give a shout out really quick to the people that don't make it weird to order mocktails. Um, the waiters and waitresses that like simply just don't even like blink an eye when you order a mocktail, like you are the best. I one time had a, um, bartender literally look at me like I had 10 freaking heads when I tried to order a virgin margarita. Like, look, if you don't know how to make a virgin margarita, that's fine. Just margarita without the tequila. Someone was in my DMs and was like, no, you're so they were like, no, you are the weird one because that's literally just like sour mix and club soda. And I don't think that's how you make margarita, but I'm also not a bartender. So maybe they are right. Maybe I am the weird one, but I don't know. I had virgin margaritas the other night. It was really good. I make virgin margaritas at home a lot and they're really good. Like a lot of times when I would make like spicy margaritas and I post on my story, like half the time they wouldn't have tequila in it because I just liked the taste of having spicy juice. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So shout out to the waitresses, waiters, and bartenders that literally don't blink an eye when you order a virgin drink. And it's also like, you don't know why someone isn't drinking. Like maybe they're sober for a reason. Like maybe they're pregnant. Maybe they're, I don't know, sober. You know what I mean? Like who knows why someone isn't drinking. So as someone that is just doing it because I don't like to drink and I just want to see what 30 days of alcohol was like, it's interesting. It's just interesting to see people's reactions to others not drinking. Anyway, so shout out to the people that don't make you feel weird about it whatsoever. And especially your friends that don't make you feel weird about like not drinking. You guys are the best kinds of people. Um, Now, whenever I unwind, I normally just do it with like a cup of tea or by watching a show. Like a glass of wine also never really did it for me because I would wake up anxious and alcohol ruins your sleep. So I would never get a good night's sleep anyway. And I know so many people are going to say like, oh, well, when I drink, like I fall asleep like right away, like after a long night, which like I don't doubt, like I see it all the time with my friends. Like you definitely do just like pass out and you feel like you get a great night's sleep. But in the episode with Andrew, like he explained like what sleep 
looks like when you have alcohol in your system and it's drastically different than when you don't have alcohol in your system. Listen to the episode. He will explain it. But the quality of sleep is like not good when you have alcohol in your system. So yeah, while you might be like sleeping, it's not quality sleep, which there's a difference. Um, so now when I'm out of bars and I'm not going to order like a mocktail because like the bar slammed, I'll just get like a Diet Coke. Um, I'll get a club soda. I'll get a water. I'll get like a lemonade. Um, lemonade and club soda is really good. It's like a tastes like Sprite, but it's like not soda. So that's also nice. Um, I also just want to say like, yes, I have felt pressure in the last 30 days to drink alcohol. And there's been a couple of times where I'm like, you know, like I could really go for like a margarita or a drink just because it's fun. Like um, my boyfriend just got a new job. So we went out to celebrate and it's like, I sh- like I wanted to get like a drink to celebrate with him. And when we went to the tequila bar, I was like, it'd be fun to have a drink with all my friends. Like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely been times where I'm like, I would love to get a drink with everyone. But at the end of the night, I'm always so glad I didn't. And that is a testament to drinking, you know, to, or sorry, a testament to not drinking. I'm always just more glad that I didn't get a drink. I love having a clear mind. I love being in control. I love the lower levels of stress. I love the good sleep. I love how my gut has been. And I love the life of no alcohol. And being the sober one in the room of intoxicated people is always interesting. Um, But I never mind it. Like I know some people are really find it annoying to be around people that are drunk or have been drinking and they're like all hammered. But I don't really mind it. I think maybe it's just because I've always been the most sober one in the room that it's just kind of normal for me. But I don't mind it. Um, I actually find it kind of fun to watch other people having a really good time. Like, why would that bring me down? You know, the only time I, it, I, I get annoyed is when like I'm tired and I'm sober and I just want to leave. And then everyone else around me is like so drunk and they're just like, like they bump into you. They like start spilling their drinks. They like scream. They're so loud. Like that's when I get annoyed. But that's normally just because I'm tired and I'm over it and I want to go home. But like if I was like having fun and they're all doing that, like I'd be having fun with them. You know what I mean? So, um, no, I, I think it's fun being around people that are having fun, (laughs) right? That's what it's, that's what it's about. Um, and then the next day, like I'm always good, you know, like even if I go out and I drink like lemonades at night and then I go to bed and I wake up the next day, like I never feel shitty. I never feel hungover and I'm like ready for the next day. I got to have a fun night and a full day ahead of me with no bad side effects. Meanwhile, my friends that went out had a quote unquote, great, crazy, wild night and then they're all, you know, hung over the next day. They feel like crap and they wasted their whole next day. So you tell me which one's better. So yeah, overall, I feel so much better now not drinking. And I don't have any plans to go back to drinking, if I'm being honest. I'm just going to keep saying that I'm doing it for 30 days of no alcohol until eventually I feel confident enough in myself to say like, oh, I don't drink. But for now, it's good for me being like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing 30 days of no alcohol. You know, because if I turn down a drink, people are always like, why? And it's just an easy answer. I'm doing 30 days of no alcohol, which might turn into another why, to which I'll say, I just, you know, listened to this episode of what alcohol does to your body. And I just wanted to see what it was like without alcohol for 30 days. And then people normally say, oh, yeah, I know alcohol is bad for me, but I enjoy it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, like there's no judgment in me not drinking. There's no hierarchy to me not drinking. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Overall, though, I do feel a lot better. And I look forward to the day that I'm confident enough to say I don't drink. But for now, this is good enough for me. Also, I'm always down to like go to happy hour. Always. Like, but I'm always just going to get a banging mocktail. You know what I mean? And they taste better anyway. I drink more of them. And I'm not anxious. So whenever I would get a drink that had alcohol in it, I would always just let myself never have like more than one and a half or two drinks because that's when I would start to feel it. And I didn't like the feeling of it. So I'm like, why am I even drinking? Like, I don't even like the feeling of being drunk. So it's a win-win. If you're curious of not drinking, I would first off ask yourself why you're curious of it. If you feel like you have a problem with drinking alcohol, please seek help and... If you do decide to quit cold turkey and you do think you have a problem, like please talk to someone before. Um, I don't want you to have 
any like withdrawal side effects. This is also a topic that I don't really feel comfortable getting deep into. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Like if you feel like you have a problem, please seek help and please talk to someone. But if you're someone like me and you're just curious of it, I think listening to Andrew's podcast is a great place to start. And once I posted this on social media, I got so many amazing responses and such great feedback that I know that there is a big community out there of people that also don't drink. So know that you won't be alone and it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day if you get a virgin orange crush while your friends get a Corona light the world will go on. I promise. So, um, if you guys have any questions about not drinking alcohol, I will do my best to answer them to the best of my ability. I'm definitely not an expert in this, but I did just want to share my experience of going 30 days of no alcohol. So yeah, my 30 days have been completed. I'm really proud of myself and I'm going to keep it up. Um, I'm going to Disney in a couple of weeks, um, with my boyfriend's family. So that's going to be really fun, but I know that um, they're all going, going to want to do like the drink around the world. So I'm going to try and do that like mocktail and see if Disney will do like fun mocktails. I would imagine because I didn't even know Disney sold alcohol. If I'm being honest, like I thought it was like a dry town. I don't know. But when um, I found out that they sold alcohol, I was like, really? I don't know. I was just shocked. Like I totally thought it would be a dry town. Um, so I'm going to see if they can make any good mocktails. I'll keep you guys updated on that. I'll post it on my Instagram and stuff like that of like my sober drink around the world. Like, I think that's going to be so fun. And like, that's the thing, like, don't let not alcohol hold you back from doing fun things. Like if you want to go to happy hours, like go to happy hours, just get a virgin drink, get a virgin pina colada. Those are so good. Like I could drink them literally all day long. So don't let not drinking hold you back from anything. Um, especially because like drinking really is centered around so much social activity. It's hard to like completely cut ties with drinking in and of itself and like what it involves. So just find a way to make it work for your lifestyle, whether that means not drinking or just getting mocktails or whatever it might be. You'll find a way to make it work if it's something that you're curious about and want to try out. But I'm always here to answer any questions and to continue to share my experience. Overall, I've really been loving it. I'm definitely going to keep doing it. I feel really proud of myself. I feel really good. And yeah, it's been, um, it's been a journey and I'm excited to continue it. So, um, that is all for me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable. If you did, um, share it with a friend, put it on your story, be sure to rate the episode five stars, wherever you guys listen, it really helps the show and I really appreciate it. But guys, that is all that I have for you today. Have an amazing Monday. Happy manifest Monday. Happy fall, y'all, and I will talk to you guys soon.